the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you, 930 the Answer, thank you, Michael and Baron Shamai. Man, I've got a good support team, and I need it because I don't know what I'm doing on the radio business, but I do know the car business. I've been in it over 50 years. I've got, uh, I've got so many changes in my life, so many changes in the car business, and it, every day it explodes. I put on Facebook this morning that I was going to let the big secret out. So we're going to let it out about during the second half of this show. I'd say about 20 minutes to the hour. Well, I'm going to let you know exactly. Think about this for a moment. How would you like to see the game plan of the other team? What is the football? They, they study films. They see what they do. They study them hard in their game. But we don't. How would you like to know where to go? what to do, and be ahead of the game. And get some kind of insight what's going on with the other team. I got the big secret. I'm going to let you know we're going to walk through some of it, and we're going to continue to walk through for the next probably six months. But I'm going to show you so much, so easy, that you can spend a little time and learn so much so you can be mentally, physically, spiritually prepared to go to the battlefield. And I put that up there on one of my uh, Facebook pictures. But a battlefield, you're they're ready for a battlefield. Why aren't you? Why aren't you ready to walk into that battlefield? It's about like walking, I keep talking about walking in into a professional boxing ring. Not ready, not in shape, not many who physically don't know your opponent. And you get your ears boxed off. The problem is they liable to sign you up for 84 months, seven years. Oh, man, we get so excited. You've lost that loving feeling, that feeling that you just couldn't live without that car. Man, it's the prettiest and the best. I'm going to keep it forever. And it's always going to be worth $40,000. I just can't hardly wait to show it off, make everybody jealous. Oh, man. And then you get down to the first red light, and there's one like it parked on the left side. Mercy, mercy. I thought I had the only one in the world, in my little world, my little mind. And now I've got to make payments for 84 months. Son, it's your own darn fault. That's what my dad used to tell me when I got myself in these traps because I let my emotions, my feelings, my desires control my pocketbook. Well, I hope I can get you in the right position so you know exactly what's going on. This is 930 The Answer. Hey, and if you want to call in, we'll talk about the good, the bad, the ugly. We know I don't care what we talk about. This comes out of Back Pocket National. If you'd like to prove to the community that you want them educated, making better decisions, you care about their well-being, you care about what's going on in their life, less stress. Hey, you, you, you ever felt that stress at the end of the month where you're trying to make that payment on that old car? Oh, well, it's a new car, but it's kind of got old because every 30 days a payment pops up. Do you know that you're in a situation when, you know, there's very little left in that bank account when you make that payment for the month? 
Well, we want you to know exactly what you're doing. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars dot com. Phone number here, two ten three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. Give us a call. That's two ten three oh eight eighty eight sixty seven. We'll talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. About the car business, about what's going on. I give my politics out every once in a while. I gave it out to Austin. I gave it out sanctuary cities. Man, oh, man, Austin wants to be a sanctuary city. And the mayors and the city council are the ones that's in control, in power, have the authority to make Austin a sanctuary city. So I said, okay, in Austin, I've got an Austin show. I said, hey, mayor, hey, city council, put your name on the wall down at the courthouse so we'll know who to sue if somebody who shouldn't be in the country kills one of our loved ones and you've got the authority. You, why won't you become responsible? Why won't you take authority? Why won't you take accountability? Because you want to make these decisions for us to live with, and you're so proud of yourself. Well, put your name on the wall with everybody else. Hey, Sheriff, you let 39 criminals out last Monday. Maybe you need to put your phone number, address, name on the wall. So if they do something against one of our great citizens of Texas, maybe we know who to come talk to. You want that authority you want to do whatever your feelings and your emotions say to do, but do you want to back it up? I back up what I say on this show. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm going to tell you about my free website. Go to learn to buy and sell cars.com. Describe your car. I want to buy your car any condition. I buy a lot of wrecked cars, bad motor cars. Bad transmission cars, it don't matter. If you got a lot of inventory, if you own a company or you work for a company and there's a bunch of stuff sitting around or stuff that you're not using, hey, turn it into money. I'll buy it. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Describe what you have or give my office a call. My office number is 830-625-7159. I'll give it to you again a little later. And I'll also on 630, the, the word, and that's between 9 and 10. I give out my mobile number if you'd like to talk to me personally. Give me a call. Love to talk to you. So go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Describe your car. I'll make you an offer on the car. I'll try to buy your car. I want your car. Any condition, I want to buy your car. So go there, and I'll tell you what I'll give. And that way you know where you stand. The other side of our website Learn to buy and sell cars.com. Get you prepared basically how to buy a car. I want to set you up, but also you need to listen to the show. You need to go to YouTube. I've got some YouTube videos on, and I'm going to make a bunch more. We just got that fired up. I'm learning more and more about it. Uh, we're going to try to go to blogtalkradio.com. We're trying to spread out the word everywhere. I'm getting a tremendous response of the people thrilled with the show. And I want to teach you as much as I can. I want to be your mentor. I want to be your friend. I want to be your educator. I want you to walk through what you need to do. But go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. First off, I tell you to go get your credit score, ftc.gov, franktommycharles.gov. Go to the, your website and find out what your credit score is. Look at your credit. Make sure it's cleaned up. Make sure you know what it looks like. Make sure there's no issues on it. And then talk to a bank, credit union, find out what the interest rate's going to be, what the note, total note's going to be, how long you're going to finance, get some kind of idea what you're going to spend. So we want you to know exactly where you're at and where you stand. Then, after you talk to your bank, talk to your mechanic, talk to your body shop, talk to everybody around so you're prepared to shop, shop, shop. Talk to everybody that maybe previously owned the car. And we've got a caller online. John, John, how you doing? This is Randy Adams. You having a great day? Good morning, Mr. Adams. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about hope and change. Yes, sir. And we finally got it. Yes, and, sir. Um, I was wondering if you've been 
hearing anything in the auto industry about this new policy of uh, for every new regulation we get rid of two. And it's, uh, well, I just happen to have a magazine in here. One of these car dealer magazines. And it says here, I'm sorry, but I'm fed up with all the crap about reading in the trade magazines. How how much customers hate the F&I experience. And they talk about how the F&I people and how everybody in the regulations, how many fines, how many violations... Because car dealers live in a gray area, and I'm not sure they're going to touch, even though you remember when uh, Elizabeth Warren, she was, hey, I'm going to clean up this business. I'm going, I found out that they're making $20 billion in an F&I department, and I'm going to straighten this up, and I'm going to bring it to light, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And after two weeks, she quit talking about it. I think she got paid off personally. Because, I mean, she was on fire for two weeks, and then she just shut up. But there's so much out there. You're a person sitting in a 10,000-person arena, and everybody is chasing your money. I I put on Facebook this morning. I got to find an article uh, stating how to capture customers. And they're after customers. But you've got every dealer, new and used, in the country, on the Internet, chasing after your dollar. So you're sitting in the middle of this auditorium with 10,000 dealers screaming, hollering you, throwing deals at you, trying to get that dollar, trying to overcome their tremendous overhead per month, and their overhead's going to go up. So I don't see anything that they're going to do with the regulations of the car business. We've caused our issues in the car business by not telling the truth, by overhead getting so high that we have to make more money, automobiles getting even higher. If they're going to do any regulations to the vehicles, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to touch that very much. The unions cause the cars to be so high. Uh, and so I really don't see anything there. I see the change in maybe, you know, uh, banking. I mean, I'm a number at a bank, and I'm super loyal. I've been with this bank since 1978, and they've changed names, and they've changed companies, and this, that, and the other. But I'm a number to Chase Bank, pure number. That's all. They don't care about my character. They don't care about my past history. What can you pay me today? And if you and if you own a credit union in certain situations, you can loan out twenty to thirty to one on your money. Plus the government backs you up. You know, I'm looking for a bank and I think I found one and I right now I'm I'm on the verge of switching that wants customer service wants to tell me the truth, wants to have that relationship one-on-one. The other bank that I've been with since 1978 that has overcharged me for years, but I let them do it because I'm loyal and because they helped me in 78 when nobody else wanted me. But that was back when personal relationships. We try to build personal relationships in service departments and, you know, because they want you to keep bringing that money in. you They want you to keep coming back. They build that relationship in the car business and selling you, but they'll tell you whatever it takes in order to sell you. 20% will rip you off. Ten, uh, I mean, 80% will rip you off. 20% will tell you the truth. So it's a battle for money in this business, and I'm not sure we're not seeing anything that the government's going to come in. They're going to come in and try to find, well, I mean, I know a dealership, they, they did some ads that weren't, wasn't true. And if it too, looks sounds too good to be true, it is, it's not true. But he did an ad that brought in and made made the dealership about $3 million. Well, the state come in and they find him 40000 Wow, I'll take $3 million over 40000 
So they, you know well, they they know how to play the game. They know how to walk the line. They they get in that old gray area, and they do whatever it takes. So I personally don't see the regulations coming off of the car business. I think that what Trump's talking about is regulations on businesses. And here well, we go again. I, How are we going to take those off? What What I was uh, thinking about was the regulations, like specifically on uh, the diesel uh, stuff. And then I hear that they're going to uh, keep on with this carbon tax, which that, is a, that's a phony deal. That's not congruent. I mean, if that's, that's as phony as you're going to get, as you know. I mean, really? We're, we're charging ourselves and putting the money in bad in a bad hole, and then the rest of the world does whatever they want? Why are we doing that, and we're cleaner than anybody else? Are we fat, fighting a battle against the rest of the world? And I, the carbon tax is, is so phony, it's unbelievable. I mean, I don't think there's a Republican in that deal. And I'm an independent. I, I'm neither one. I'm an independent. I'm with you there. But I heard the Republicans, uh, I think they're going to continue the uh, the carbon tax, which is, like you said, it's they're intense. There are intense sense difference between the Republicans and Democrats, are they? I mean, John McCain, I mean, tell me. I, I think, you know, and when I grew up, I was born and raised a Democrat. And after we voted it for LBJ, I've become an independent. I saw what he was doing to the country. I understood what was going on, and I became an independent. But John McCain, hey, he he's as close to a socialist as, as most of them up there. And he lives on feelings and emotions, and he wears his, his uh, emotions on his sleeve. You know, and so are they really for the people? Or are they really to get reelected? You know, I'm in my theory, and and my father-in-law was on city council in Columbus, Ohio. And when he got elected, I said, "Okay." I asked him the question: Are you going to be for yourself? Or are you going to do what's right? Are you going to help the people? Or are you going to see about getting reelected? He said, "Well." If I do the job right, I'll be reelected, you know. And he said that's the way I'm going. And he did do it that way. But there's so many. There's not enough real politicians out there that's got any common sense. They're making decisions around the people. Of course, here we go again. When you, you know, knowledge is power, and they've got these so-called experts running around them, trying to tell them how brilliant they are, and they got elected. But, you know, knowledge sometimes puffs you up. Puffs you up so far and so much that it makes you a know-it-all. And when you become a know-it-all in your mind, I think you're in trouble. Because about the time I think I know it all, I make a mistake. You have to temper knowledge with wisdom. That's it. And discernment. And what? how are we controlling our emotions and our feelings? And what is, you know, God gives us the reason. I've got a little deal that that uh, I kind of listen to and follow. And, you know, I mean, so many people have an empty, empty life. And, I mean, often the desire for more and better possessions is really a longing to fulfill the empty place in a person's life. To what are you drawn when you feel empty inside? How can you find true contentment? The answer lies in our perspective, our priorities, and our source of power. The problem with politicians are they think they got the power, just like the city council and the mayors that want to make Austin a sanctuary city. They want that authority, but they don't want to be accountable and responsible. They want to put everybody else in. You know, the problem is they, they think nothing will ever happen to them or their families. Well, Randy, I think the, uh, getting back to the diesel 
situation and all the regulations on that. Um, a friend of mine told me he had a 2002 Ford F-350, and he said, I wouldn't buy a new vehicle. I'd get an old one, but finding that old one is going to be a long process, I think. Well, uh, you know, we've Certainly. got, I happen to have one of those coming in, and we buy all of them we can get, and I buy all the five nine Dodges I can get. Um, and we love them. And money-wise, I mean, a new Ford Diesel, $70,000. New Chevrolet, seventy. A well-loaded Dodge is um, sixty. You know, so, yes, um, but the diesel, the lying they caused, and the EPA wants us to be below every, the, the line on emissions, but they don't, we, we don't, we let the whole rest of the world do whatever they want. So I think we're fighting a battle. And I, I think I think these engineers can do whatever they want. Why don't we have electric cars? It's because the tax, the the politicians can't put that tax money in their pocket if we don't sell gasoline. And my, I believe in all my heart that we could build a car, put four alternators on the wheels on an electric car, go down the road and charge the battery up and keep going. We have cars that run on compressed air. And we could put pumps on each wheel, and we got bearings that are out of this world. They don't take much, and you could go down the road and air up a tank. You're running on one tank. When you get a little low, switch tanks and go pumping up the other one. We got cars that'll run on all kinds of stuff, but the politicians don't want them. <laughs> excuse me, because they can't get the tax money they need to blow. I mean, just look at this city. How much, right at Stone Oak on 1604, that Bolero station sells 150,000 gallons of gas a day. That's unbelievable at 40 cents per gallon. I mean, that's 60,000 a day for one station. Where's that money going? What are we doing with it? How come we can't fix the roads? How come we can't fix the traffic? I talk about in Austin, Texas, on my Austin show, and my I've got an engineer nephew, and he runs building projects for University of Texas. And I said, you know, you engineers in University of Texas are brilliant, and y'all can fix anything, but you can't fix the traffic. And the reason is they don't want to. Is your want to big enough to fix what needs to be fixed in your life and around us? Maybe the want-to is just 10, you know, maybe our want-to percentage of people in this world might be 5%. I don't know. The real shakers and movers, maybe 5%. And we can't get that other 95% to have common sense, open their eyes, seeing where they need to go and what they need to do. I don't know. I I, if, I want to be the best person I can be. I want to give back. I was a taker of pure takers. There's two kinds of people in this world, givers and takers. Givers give, takers take. And the givers want to serve. The takers don't want to serve. They want to be served. Well, sir, you're doing a good job, and, and I enjoy listening to you. Thank you. And I'm going to check out, and um, I'm going to go shopping for that uh, Ford 350 diesel in 2002. Well, the 2002. Now, 2003 had it also. And it and the and the way I told my guys that work for me, P stands for poor motor, even though a 6.0 is a good motor. And I can tell you a little few secrets if you find the 6.0 that you like. Give me a call. I'll explain some things to you. I won't do it on air. You can give me a call at my office or listen to uh, 6.30, the word, the next show, and you'll have my mobile. I give my mobile out on that, that station. That's the only one I give it out. But I'll tell you some tricks about a 6.0. And personally, I'd probably buy a 6.0 if I needed a truck for the next 10 years. And um, the 7.3 is good, but I like the 6.0 when you do some things to it. If you're prepared to keep a truck for the next 500,000 miles, 
I look at a six oh, but I had a I've got a five nine that's got over a million two hundred thousand miles on it. A Dodge Diesel ninety three wrecker sitting at my place in New Brownsville at my car lot. It's got over a million miles and the head's never been off. So I mean Dodge the five nines, especially the the twelve valves, awesome, awesome motor. But why did why did manufacturers change? Is it regulations, or is it because they can't sell enough parts? I've I've, I've had people brag about the six seven, the new Ford six seven. I buy a lot of bad motor, bad transmission wreck cars, because I resell them like they are. I know where to sell them. But I've already bought ten bad six sevens, and they brag it's the greatest motor ever. Well, I guess they're just selling a lot of them, and they're convinced they keep bragging on it. They sell more of them. John, thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you for being a listener. I hope you listen to 630 AM. Follow us around on Facebook, uh, YouTube. We're on LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com YouTube. I'm trying my best to be your mentor, to open your eyes, give you some common sense, continue to be the best I can be. Have you got the desire to be the best you can be? Jesus Christ gave me that desire because nobody on earth could do it. I'll be right back. Now, back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hello again, this is Randy Adams on 9.30, The Answer. The phone number here, just in case you want to call in, is 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Give us a call. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and the other. We're going to talk about the big secret in a minute here. And also, we're on KS, uh, KSLR at 6.30 a.m., the word, and we're on from 9 to 10. I give out my mobile number there, and we it's a different show. It's a different show, so be prepared for different information, more information. I am going to talk about the big secret on the 9.30 show, too, and maybe a little more in depth. I mean, I've got so much I can talk about. Just happen to have in my hand. A magazine that goes to dealers, and it goes to F&I managers, and it goes to sales managers. And I mentioned a while ago, I'm sorry, but I'm fed up with all this crap. I'm reading about the trade magazines about how much customers hate the F&I experience. You know, and here's this guy talking about this. You know, Fix the sales process and leave F and I alone. But then it states down here that the additionally the latest data from the National Automobile Dealers Association tells us F and I products sales account for more than forty percent of the dealer's net operating profit. Wow, and they gotta overcome a million and a half a month? Maybe Elizabeth Warren was right that dealerships are making a lot of money in F&I. I'm just, you know, I'm just bringing it up. But what happened to Elizabeth Warren? She's talking about other stuff now, and all she wants to do is disrupt everything. Well, she disrupted the car business because she let the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, man, they were going to really get after it. And really straighten up the business because you know what? 87% of people that buy a new car finance it. 87%. So 13% pay cash. And on a used vehicle, 56% have to have financing. So a lot of vehicles are financed in this old country. Lots of. And so, I mean, that's. The guy is tired of people complaining about the F&I experience and the money comes in. But now we got another magazine, Internet Battle Plan 11. And they had that January 11th. This is a big paid-for page ad to make sure that dealers go to this conference. They're at the conference already for the dealers. And then they have the big internetbattleplan.com. Learn more and 
you visit. I wonder if you have to have a. I never. I didn't check this out personally. But maybe you had to have some kind of code to get in there. I don't think they'd let the individuals in there. But Jim Ziegler, Z I E G L E R, that's Jim Ziegler. Let me tell you about him. He's on YouTube. And if you were the Dallas Cowboys and you're getting ready for the big game against Green Bay recently, and you were ready to go to battle, would you get the game plan of the other team if you could? Would you get all the films and study them if you could? Would you try to understand every dart they're throwing at you, every pass they're throwing at you, every run they're throwing at you? Would you study it hard? Well, you can go to YouTube and look old Jim Ziegler up. He's on YouTube, but he's not teaching you. He's teaching the dealers how to make more money. And he makes fun of the customers. I have to watch these things. I'm on YouTube, learntobuyandsellcars.com, and I'm putting these little short deals on there. He's got hours of training. A lot of other people, you can go there and you can pull up LearnToBuyAndSellCars.com. You'll see me there. Then you'll see, you can pull up Jim Ziegler, Z-I-A-E-L-G-E-R, Ziegler. No, I, I misspelled that. Z-I-E-G-L-E-R. And he'll teach dealers how to sell you, how to get more money. And budget, don't mention budget, he says. Don't bring up budget. That doesn't count. Don't bring budget up. No. We won't make all the money we can on these customers walking in the door. Here now, they're they're attacking Internet Battle Plan 11. You know, Ziegler has performed this presentation at three major automotive conferences in 16, and this content has fueled a lot of conversations and debate. You know why? Because he's trying to make more money. How to work the Internet and be successful. Let me tell you how to work the Internet and be successful. Shop, shop, shop. Get the price printed out. And be prepared for a battle of add-ons, a battle of, oh, dealer preps $580. Baloney. I'm not paying that. Oh, well, you've got, no, I'm not. Add-ons. Well, we sealed it. We put carpet, uh, I mean, floor mats in, and we put a pinstripe on. We'll take it off. We can't take it off. Well, I'm not buying the car. These boots are made for walking. I'm walking out. I'm gone. Oh, well, come back in here. We we spent eighteen hundred. Bull only you gonna wax it anyway? Four match used to be free and the pinstripes fifteen bucks. You want buy? You want me to buy? A friend of mine called me from one of these dealerships, and they had six fifty on dealer prep. I told him don't pay it, don't pay it. Tell him you're not gonna pay it. Okay, he said they got eighteen hundred on pinstripes, floor mats, and sealants. I said don't pay it. He said, don't pay it. I said, don't pay it. Go in there and tell them what you're going to do. You followed my system. You got your quote. They got the car you want. You got the price you want. They're mad because you got cash. Oh, man, they don't like cash buyers. Some dealerships will run you off. Most Mitsubishi dealerships in this town will run you off if you could pay cash or you got good credit. They make more money on bad credit people. So he had cash money on this new Toyota. And so he went back in there, and he told him, he said, I'm not paying this. Well, you got to. He said, well, uh, bye, I'm gone. Whoa, 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 where are you going? He, he said it was like a Dallas Cowboy running back going, and he said it looked like the whole team was after. I said, that's you. One person against a team of 8 to 12 people. Would you line up against the Dallas Cowboys by your little lonesome and go play football, try to get through that line? You against them? That's about the way the car business is. Little old you against trained, well-conditioned professionals and little old you.
See, that's why I'm trying to get you ready. Mentally, physically, spiritually. You've got to be prayed up in this business nowadays because they'll take hair hiding all and smile and tell you, I love you. Be sure and come back on your next one. And if you don't, we won't like you no more. Uh-uh. No. You know, but this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I hope it's shining on your life today. There's 20% of the dealers out there, and we want them to make money. We want them to make 5, 6, 7, 8%. But this 20, 30, 40, 50%, I can walk down HEB's parking lot when I'm going in to buy something and look down at the license plates, and I can tell you the ones who owe too much money. I guarantee you. Because of the dealership they're dealing with. That's why we launched hassle-free auto buying. For $195, you don't have to walk into the dealership. Number one, 80 to 85% of the people that buy a vehicle, a new vehicle, don't buy what they intend to buy. They let a salesman sell what's old age, what's ill-equipped, and what's got a big bonus on it. And that's why you end up with 85% of the vehicles that you don't intend to buy. And then they've put on steroids payments. A buddy of mine stepped out of the dealership, and and one I told him not to go to, but he did anyway. He said that they barely said hello before they said, said, what kind of payment can you handle? He said they didn't, you know, they don't even know what kind of car I'm going to buy. He said they didn't know if I was buying a $20,000 car or $50,000 car. So he said, what was that all about, Randy? I said, they're going to get all the payment they can get and get you in the car that makes the most money that you'll accept. I said, they're ready to take every available dollar out of budget. Remember, Ziegler said not to mention budget. No, no, no budgets. We don't, we're not worried. Car dealers not worried about your budget. They won't sell you a car, and if you can't afford it, that's your problem. They're not going to help you with the payments. Hey, don't show up here and say, hey, can't, I'm a little short on a payment this month. You convinced me I could afford it. You told me it was in my budget, and now you don't want to help me? And now I'm struggling, and I got 60 more payments to make? Oh, man, I thought we were friends. Well, that's what it takes in this old car business. You want to have fun in it, ain't we? Oh, man, what's fun at the dealership is making money. That we man, we made a 10 pound. I'm in a dealership not long ago, and the salesman flops down this deal. And the used car manager says, good deal. He said, good deal? I said, yeah. He said, well, is it a seven-pounder? He said, no, it's a 10-pounder. No, not 7,000 profit, 10,000 profit. Oh, man, ain't it fun? Yeah, we had a $10,000 profit. And that's not counting dealer pack. And I just happen to have another article on dealer packs. What's dealer packs? That's the money the dealership and the corporate people keep to themselves so the salesman can't get their percentage of it. So most of the time it's fifteen hundred at these new car dealers to twenty two hundred. So the dealership for the salesman to make money starts at their cost plus twenty two hundred, and then the salesman's commission kick in after that. So that ten thousand profit was really twelve thousand two hundred because that dealership has twenty two hundred dollar pack. So. We want them to make 5, 6, 7, 8%. We're just tired of this 30, 40, 50. You know why? Because if you buy by payments, you'll live by payments. If you buy by payments that you can't afford, that circle of debt will keep you where you're buried $10,000, $15,000. I remember 20 years ago, and I need to write a book of my experience in the car business the last 50 years, the changes, the Overhead, the attitudes, the hiring and the firing, and I could write probably a 2,000-page book on crazy, crazy car business and the crazy mind of a wholesaler. But we've got to be ready. That circle of debt will follow you around. I remember 20 years ago when 
when if you owed a thousand over what your car's worth, they were it was difficult to get you financed. Now they're looking at a hundred and forty percent. That means if a person's ten thousand upside down, oh, we can still get him financed. We'll add that ten thousand to the new one they're buying. So now they're fifteen thousand upside down. Well, how will they go from ten thousand to fifteen thousand upside down? You ask. Well, it's because you drove over that curb and you just lost another five grand because it's not a new car no more. So now instead of ten thousand upside down, you're fifteen thousand upside down. And that is if you don't put a lot of miles on the car. Because if you put a lot of miles on it, it lose value. Again, remember my buddy with that $130,000 Mercedes? He was worried of having 100,000 miles on it in less than three years. What would he be worth? I said 25000 30000 He's going to lose 100000 He said, I want to enjoy it a little longer. So I sold him a cheap, well, I sold him it was a cheap car. To him, it was $12,000. It was Impala. It gets 30 miles to the gallon. It's a great car. <laughs> He's already put 120,000 miles on it, but he keep he kept his Mercedes low miles, so he's enjoying the ride. Well, that's the key. He can afford it. There's two kinds of cars in this world: a Ford and a can't afford, and them can't affords are miserable. And you got to get it behind the wheel every day, and you can't get loose of it. It's about like somebody putting super glue on the steering wheel. I can't get rid of it. I owe too much. You ever feel that away? Oh, man, this puppy's biting me on the leg. He's got me by the pants loop, and I can't turn loose. Shoot, man, what am I going to do? I'll go down there and buy me another one. Yeah, and now I owe 20000 too much. Ain't it fun? Ain't it fun? Ain't it fun? Son, it's your own darn fault. That's what my dad used to tell me. Well, I'm trying my best to be kind of a father to you. Uh, trying to help you to understand the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Hey, and this guy on the Internet, he's got a battle plan against you. Go to YouTube. The big secret is go to YouTube. See what the training is for the dealerships and how they're preparing the salesman to get every available dollar, how they're preparing the F&I department to get every available dollar. Are you making the best decisions? Have you got desire to make the best decision? Are your feelings, your desires, your emotions controlling your pocketbook? If they are, odds are, that's going to be an empty pocketbook. And that end of the month, you're scrambling to make every all the meet all the ends, make all the payments, and your credit because you get a little slow gets a little south, and when that goes south, interest rates go up, and you got to pay more interest. It's a battle. This is a battle that's battling all the time. Why do millenniums are not wanting to buy a car? They'd experience that their parents were always in a trap. Their parents were always barely making ends meet at the end of the month. Have they realized, I don't want that heavy anchor around my neck? Well, it works just like these new car people. And and I tell people to buy new, and I advise new, and it Depends on everybody's situation. Dave Ramsey and I agree on a lot of things, but he's not perfect in this perfect world because some people need better transportation. Some people can afford a new car. And we got to sell new cars to get used cars. When does that new car become a used car? As soon as you get over the curb. You don't think so? Hey, drive one about a week, but all around go back to the dealership and you bought it and say, what will you give cash? Cash, no no trade, no nothing. I just want to sell it back to you. And I want to remind you, though, you told me what a great car, what a great buy, and how it was going to keep its value. But now what do you want to give? Turn the tables. You're going to be surprised, Bubba. Oh, yeah. A few years ago, a little old lady comes pulling up on my lot. I want to sell this Mazda RX-8. I said, yes, ma'am. I said, uh, how long you had the car? Two months. 
I said, you had two, two months? Uh-huh. I said, you live here in New Brunswick? Yeah. I said, what do you want for the car? She said, well, I paid 18000 for the car. I said, uh-oh. She said, what do you mean, uh-oh? I said, well, you bought it two months ago and you paid 18000 She said, yeah. I said, I want to tell you what it's worth. I don't want to make you mad. I want to stay your friend. I said, but take it back to the dealership you bought it. Did they tell you what a great car it was? Yeah. What a great buy it was? Yeah. Did they tell you how they were not making any money on the car? Oh, yeah, man. They, I said, I know that dealership. I said, go drive that old car back over there and tell them, hey, I want to sell it cash money and, and no trade. She said, I hate the car. I don't know why I bought it. I said, because you got sold by salesmen. Those guys over there are unbelievable salesmen. They can sell just anything. I mean, they can sell snowshoes to a guy on the beach. And so she said, okay, I'll go over and find out. I said, but let me be prepared. They're going to come up with every story in the world why they can't make you an offer. And you be persistent and say, you told me it was a great car. You told me it was a great buy. You told me it wasn't making any money. Make me an offer. And I said, and just wear them out because they wore you out. Turn the tables around. So she took it over there, and then she broke. She came back to see me. She said, okay, what will you give? I said, could you get a figure out of those guys that sold it to you? No. I said, did you go to CarMax? Yeah. I said, let me tell you what your car is really worth. So I just happened to have my telephone with me. So I pulled my telephone out, and I showed her what they're bringing at the auction, $8,000. She liked to have a heart attack. Here's a lady, wrote, stroked a check for 18000 plus tax title transfer, and her car's worth 8000 They made $10,000 on her? Well, she didn't do her homework. She bought something that she didn't intend to buy. She owns something that she hates now. Because she let some good salesperson put her in something that she didn't intend to buy. Go to hasslefreeautobuying.com. Look that up. Because we want you in what you can afford, what you're going to love, what fits your family, what fits your budget, even though on YouTube they'll tell you, don't talk about budget. That don't count. We want to sell you a car that your payment's over your budget. That's what really they're saying. So, <coughs> there's. I'm here to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. Be prepared. Go to learntobuyandsellcars.com. Hey, be sure and follow the easy process of describing your car. I want to buy the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm buying a lot of wrecks, reselling them, bad motor, bad train. But I buy the good cars. Uh, bought a 16 Corvette the other day. I buy late model trucks. Trying to buy a 15 Dodge Diesel. Two of them right now. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. It don't matter what it is. You need to know what it's worth that you own. So go to our website, learntobuyandsellcars.com. Follow the easy process of describing your car. I'll make you an offer on the car. Go to the other side if you're buying. Go to ftc.gov. Check out your credit. Clean it up if there's any issues on it. Go to your bank, your credit union. Shop, shop, shop. Had a friend of mine needing a car not long ago. She didn't know what to do. So we followed her the process, and I got her over, and she got an interest rate, and I said, that's not good enough. I had her go to three, four other places, shop, shop, shop. She found a great interest rate. We found the perfect car for her. We sold her the car. She's super happy. It fits her budget, and that's what she needs. So what are you doing with your next purchase? Are you prepared mentally, physically? Hey, go to YouTube. That's the big secret of the day. Go to YouTube and find out how dealers are being trained. It's all over the net. Hey, and they've got this battlefield. They're going to go with you. They're going to be prepared for you now. They're studying. They feel like they're not making enough money off the Internet people. So now we have classes. We have videos. We have Internet. We have everything in the world, man, being prepared how to sell the Internet buyers. So... We're, we're in shape. 
were studied up. Hey, I told you, a neurosurgeon goes to school for eight years. Car dealers go to school forever. There's classes forever. I've seen it over the last 50 years. We've been in training. We've been in school. We've been in college. And I'm talking about car college. For 50 years. It changes. It continues to change. You can change. Prices change. Cars change. But are you changing? Are you stuck in that old rut? Well, maybe you need to pray about it. The biggest problem I have with preachers, they don't pray enough about buying a car. They believe the car dealers. He's a good guy. He's going to take care of me. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to handle my situation. Hey, he's getting me financed. He's going to get me extended warranty. I t- hey, I've told some friends of mine, they got extended warranty when it ran out of warranty from the manufacturers. You sure you're going to keep that car that long? You sure it's not going to be wrecked? Somebody may hit you. Hey, the way people drive nowadays, many accidents I've seen, you may be walking. You may be looking for a new trade. And then there's the battle of the insurance people. We'll be talking about that more. That is a battle. Well, I hope you're having a great Saturday afternoon, uh, Saturday morning, and make sure you have a great Saturday afternoon. But from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, I'm going to be on 6.30 The Answer. That's 6.30 a.m. We're going to have a different show there. Come see us. Come listen to us. God bless you. I love you. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. I hope you understand a little bit more and more every day. Hey, lift up somebody. Forgive everybody. Live longer. I love you, San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.